Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Xbox One Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. This is our post-E3 special, and I'm joined by the queen of cosplay, it's Karina. Hello. And the lord of voiceovers, it's Matt. Heyo. Welcome back, Matt. It's been a long, long time since you've joined us. It has. It's uh, been, what, over a year, I think. I think it has been. Now, you joined me for a little voiceover a couple of episodes ago for Battlefield 5, but we're going to be hearing a lot more of your voice in the near future. So welcome back for this very special edition. Just to let our listeners know, we are recording this literally as the conference ended. We went out, we hit record and we are just going to vent and talk about the xbox conference at e3 2018 it's very live it's very much unedited so do not (laughs) expect a regular episode but let's face it you want to hear our thoughts and opinions that is why you're with us this week so anyway we're going to get it started with the way that the conference started and that is halo infinite guys I do not know about you, Halo, the defining moment for Microsoft and Xbox. For years and years, I am super excited to see what they're doing with this. Matt, what was your thoughts with the content uh, starting with Halo Infinite? Um, I mean, I don't think it would be at a Microsoft conference without showing Halo. So I was kind of, kind of expecting to see it, but, uh, I, I'm pretty, pretty stoked, uh, especially if uh if that is not just cgi if that's kind of what the game looks like i think it's going to look pretty gorgeous okay well it, the show begins it was like a, a tour of nature showing the whole ecosystem at work um mm-hmm. it, it, there was different beasts there was like strange writing everywhere uh, it just it felt a little bit different for halo if that makes sense. Karina, what's your thoughts? I'm quite looking forward to it. It looks really, really nice. I'm curious where they're going to take it, though. Like, especially the storyline. Where, you know, where, where's it going to head off? Where's it going to go? I'm intrigued, but I want to see a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Um, Matt, like, are you a Halo fan? Is this something that's going to make you buy, or you don't even have to probably buy day one, it's probably going to be Games Pass. Is this something you're going to boot up day and, and play through the campaign, or are you more of a multiplayer type guy? Do you need to know? Oh, I'll, oh, I'll be playing single player for sure. I'm, I mean, I, I don't play too much multiplayer, but uh, but I, I'm pretty stoked for it. Uh, I'm definitely going to be playing this day one, this uh, come launch day. If I didn't have Game Pass, it would be a day one purchase for me, just because it's in the Halo franchise. Love Halo. See, for me, this feels like a little bit of a, a difference for the, the Halo sort of series. I think they've maybe looked at the last Halo game and thought to myself, right, or thought to themselves, sorry, we need to do something better. We need to listen to our fans. We need to do better. 
And the fact that this is coming out not only in Xbox One, but Windows 10 from release. Mm-hmm. We all knew that was going to happen. But not only that, we have a new engine. It's called the Slipspace Engine. I'm excited to see exactly what happens with this because if the weather and the aging and everything, all the mechanics come in place, this is going to be a beautiful, beautiful game. Oh, I imagine it 4K. So mm. pretty. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, we're not going to give you every single thing from the conference, but I'm going to move on now from From Softwares and I'm probably going to absolutely mess up the pronunciation of this game, but Sekiro <laughs> Shadows Die Twice, and that's coming from Activision, would you believe? Um, <laughs> so that's the Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne creators are creating a Japanese-style Bloodborne and Dark Souls game. Essentially, like, guys, this, to put it simply, I, I'm not a Dark Souls player. I get infuriated a lot. But this looked faster paced to me and yeah, it looked absolutely amazing. It looked absolutely fantastic to me and it's a great way to to really get people into the show for a non-exclusive game. What do you think? You know, I, I've never really played Dark Souls. I'm sorry, but I've never really played Dark Souls either. But you know, honestly, this looked like Samurai Jack, if anyone's ever watched the TV show. It looked like the video game 4K realistic version of Samurai Jack. And what is Samurai Jack? I've never heard of this. I don't know. So, I don't know, because I was, like, six when I watched it, and he used to creep me out, because there was this big, like, shadow dude that would just be all creepy, and be like, yeah. And then, uh, so, yeah. So, I'd, I don't I don't know, because I was, like, six, so I never understood it, but that's what it looked like, because there'd just be a guy with a samurai sword chopping everyone's head off, and that's basically what you do in the game. Well, by the gameplay, it, it looks savage. Not gonna lie, it looks pure savage. It looks pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm gonna call it, like, the game version of Samurai Jack. Um... Bear yeah, mind, that is. From made Tenchu, so they've got a history of games like this. They've made Dark Souls. It looks like a cross of Tenchu and, um, and, and Dark Souls to me. That, that's essentially it. But I don't know if you remember last year at the Game Awards, they did a very, very brief teaser and everyone assumed it was Bloodborne 2. Remember at the time? Oh, yeah. Uh, so w- this is a surprise for me. Like, I, I, I knew that this was sort of coming, but, uh, a Japanese Dark Souls quicker paced from Don't Make Bad Games. I, I hope that I can get into it. it. The difficulty level scares me a little bit because I don't have time to master these type of mechanics, but I'm not even going to try and pronounce the, the, the person who's basically the director on the game. I think it's, well, I'll, I'll try. Is it Hidetaka Miyazaki? How did Taka Miyazaki? I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> okay. So I wrote that, I wrote this down when we were watching it. So Karina and I were watching this together. Um, it was a hard-hearted warrior whose mission is to rescue his master, a young lord, and exact revenge on his arch nemesis. Pretty standard for gaming that, but if we get to kill big bosses while shooting out a tether from our arms to attach ourselves to things, I'm all about the Japanese Spider-Man. Let's roll for that. Japanese Spider-Man? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, need to, I want to watch someone speedrun it. Speedrun it and not get a single hit. Can the game that, com- if someone could do that. 
the game's not even out yet, and you want something to speedrun it. The person that cheats at Bloomin' Battletoads, okay? Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, here we go. Wait till that comes later on. Wait till this comes on later on. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that will come later on. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I honestly cannot wait to talk about Fable 4 later on because that was the most amazing trailer I've ever seen, Karina. Wait, well, did, did you not see it? Yeah. Great. So just just for some context, <laughs> uh, I was maybe 20 seconds ahead of Karina in the stream that we're watching. And every new trailer that came on, I went, oh my goodness, it's Fable 4. And Karina went, what? I'm so excited. Oh, it's Fable 4. It's Fable 4. And I was like, no, I'm more joking. And she got <laughs> so angry. Like. Right. Why have they not announced it? Why? Right? Yeah, but at the, okay, so at the beginning, they were like, ah, oh, look, we got these amazing studios. Ah, oh, playground games, right? So we all know playground games has an open world RPG. We all know that it's rumoured and probably Fable 4. So why? Why did Phil go and hint? He hinted. He was like, ah, oh, we'll talk about that later. Phil, where is Fable? Where is Fable, Phil? This is not okay. Where is my Fable 4? I've waited for this for so long. I don't like the conference anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she go about Reese. Yeah, yeah, blame Reese. Reese has got a connection. Reese, yeah. Re- you know what? I was angry. Never had a t-shirt with my face on it. You know what I mean? I've got the real reason to be angry here. You I know, need Albion. Where's I? I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce it actually. But I need that. I need the Fable Four. I need the. Oh, I d- yeah. So let's what, move what on. Playground games. From one thing <laughs> that hasn't been announced to something that was announced about five years ago and still wasn't out. Crackdown 3 trailer shows Terry Crews basically blowing everything up in sight. Guys, are you still hyped for Crackdown? What, the game that's going to be cancelled? It's not going to be (laughs) cancelled. It can't be cancelled now. (laughs) No, that's true. Um, I never played the other ones. I never, they don't really, I mean, to be fair, Terry, okay, the thing that everyone's waiting for is the fact that it's got Terry Crews in, and I think it'll be a laugh, and everyone will enjoy it, but what are they doing? Why, they've delayed it as well. Come on, guys, just give it, give us Crackdown 3, can let we, us all have a laugh with it, play it on Games Pass, you'll be fine, and we can wait for it all to blow over. Also releasing on that day's Anthem, the day it comes out, just to point that out, but, oh, um, no, really? <laughs> oh, oh, and guess what else comes out that day? Day's gone. <laughs> oh, so that's gonna be an interesting day, and my wallet mm. will probably cry. But it's okay. <laughs> Matt, are you excited for Crackdown Free Terry Crews kicking ass? Uh, like Karina, I never really played the previous two, so I don't know. Uh, I'll, but because it's coming out on Game Pass, I'm definitely gonna try it. Uh, I do kind of like the open world games. Okay, so yeah, See, I'll uh, I'll give it a go. I, I played all of Crackdown One. I never played that much of Crackdown 2 because it's pretty rotten. But you know what? If they get the destruction mechanic and the mechanics that they've shown right in the game, then honestly, like, I I think it's going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if this wasn't an exclusive game, people saying, oh, delaying it, that's fine. Get it more polished, get it better. That is fine. The problem is that us Xbox fans are crying out for exclusive titles to release right now, and the problem is that Crackdown fell to that by showing itself too early. So, I'm still hyped for Crackdown, 
But is it going to be one of those that the mechanic is absolutely amazing, but it's just maybe a little bit boring? Yeah, well, they should have done Frank's Tom Fable 4. Oh. <laughs> ah, Karina, Karina, Karina. <laughs> Next up was The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is going to be a free game, would you believe, which comes out later this month and is set in the Life is Strange universe. Now, this is not my type of game. I don't know. I like Life is Strange. And to be honest, our style is really pretty. And But the thing is, I think I'll only play it because it's free. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't get... I don't know if... I felt like it was a bit of a sympathy-like storyline. However, it was very, uh, like, pretty to look at for the art style. And I think it'll be really cool because it's... Yeah, for a free game, I will definitely give it a go, and I th- I think I will enjoy it. You know, I will I will enjoy the game, but I I think if it wasn't free, I don't think I'd go out my way to play it, unless it was maybe an add-on to Life is Strange and it had some sort of connection. Well, I don't think it does. I think it's just set in the same universe, isn't it? Or the or by the directors of. Matt, yeah, Life is Strange fan. Uh, again, like Crackdown, I've never played Life is Strange. You guys are a terrible <laughs> panel of. I know. <laughs> Honestly, like I've played the first one. The first one was absolutely fantastic. I've played the first episode of the second one and I've got the rest to play. It's a fantastic mm. world that does have a lot more stories to tell. But to release a free game, free game, sorry, multi-platform on the same month it comes out, I'm not holding too much for this. The, the Life of Streams team actually wrote this. I went up over to the official blog post and um, what was going on. Uh, with it, we've created a self-contained narrative experience that's brimming with content. The deeper you dig, the more you'll discover. Whilst this demo is designed in the usual Life is Strange way, keyword demo, and allows you plenty of time to explore everything, it is at the same time structurally different to previous entries. You'll most likely see and discover new content on subsequent playthroughs, which you might have previously missed. And there are some secrets that may well take a coordinated group of fans to unravel. This sounds like a tech demo. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, are we... I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go as well, because it's free. Let's face it. Mm -hmm. It's free. We're going to give it a shot. Why the hell not? But, you know, this is probably not big news compared to some of the other things, but Anything free is nice, so I thought our listeners might want to hear about it. But next up, looking at the list, which I've got scrolling down here, is the moment I personally want, well, one of the two moments I personally was mating, waiting for, and that is Forza Horizon. What? <laughs> okay. well, I'll tell you what, wait, this does have a 4 in it, but it's Forza Horizon 4. Okay? Is that mm. good? Is that close enough? Well, possibly the same studio, and Forza begins with an F, but. It's also set in Britain. Driving in Fable 4? Maybe there's going to be driving in Fable 4. What are you going to drive? Half-Life, Half-Life 3 confirmed. Um, yeah. basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, this basically. I, I, I was in a Discord card with, uh, chat with Karina. And we were shouting out, or I was shouting out, should I point out, but it's in England. It's in Great 
Britain, what's not to be excited about? And one Speed of the guys, cons. yeah, that's what one of the people chatted out. It's like, have people never driven in Britain? All we have everywhere is speed cameras. This is not, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a game that you want to play. But let's face it, I found out that you can drive in Edinburgh, which is a city in Scotland, of course, my country of birth and where I stay now. But the only thing I'm thinking about is driving in Edinburgh at night. You're going to have to avoid all the drunk people trying to cross the roads. Is this going to be an exciting game? Yes, because it's Forza Horizon. Because Britain. What could possibly possibly go wrong, guy? Yeah. Well, as a Canadian, Matt, are you excited to drive round Britain in Forza Horizon 3 after Australia and Italy and I think it was America, the first one? Uh, yeah, oh, I'm just stoked for Forza Horizon altogether. Love this, uh, absolutely love the series, and uh, this will probably be the only time I ever get to actually go to Britain. So, oh, <laughs> see if you want. If you make it over, you can sleep in my couch. How about that? Is that, is that sounds good? Fair? You can't oh, drive. Yeah. My, you can't drive my car though. You can't I drive my car. I wouldn't want to drive. I would not want to drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things coming out of this is it's going to be part of Games Pass. Which is really exciting because Forza up to now has not been a Games Pass game. Uh, of course, the Horizon series has a much more arcade feel to the traditional Forza games. And they've also introduced seasons. So we're going to see a big difference between summer to winter where the lake that they had was all frozen over and you're driving in the snow. It seems as if they've basically created the same maps or the same tracks four times over, depending on the seasons. Does that excite you guys? Um, I think it would be pretty snow. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I, I really, <laughs> I just want to get in a car and go driving around and just see how funny it is just driving around Britain. You know, like, you think of all the iconic landmarks in Britain, okay? You know, like Edinburgh. What, like a drunk guy on a pub? You know what? If I'm not in this game, I'm really going to be disappointed. Like staggering out of some bar in Edinburgh, <laughs> exactly. pre- pressing the lights. That you're going to stop for the red man that crosses the red light. Like, no one's going to do <laughs> me that. Me with my takeaway down me for a few <laughs> Stopping at a kebab shop midway through <laughs> in a 400 grand car. <laughs> no, wait, this is playground. They do driving games right they are of course a UK based company what better company to represent the UK in a driving game it's going to happen at one point but I think a lot of people are going to be a little bit disappointed that it's not Japan as well leaked supposedly uh, as rumoured as you would may say Um, if this was your Forza would you have said it in Britain why do you want no. to Britain? <laughs> I just don't get it. What, what, like, what's exciting in Britain? Ah, uh, well, I don't know. The Maybe. countryside? Grass! Yes. You can get grass anywhere. <laughs> get a tree. Like, you can get better trees in, like, I, I don't know, beaches. You get palm trees. They're better than our trees. Our trees just die in the winter. But is that not the know. point? Like, so they brought in <laughs> seasons, right? What has more defining seasons in the UK? You can tell when it's autumn by the brown leaves. You can tell when it's winter by the snow on the road. You can tell when it's summer by all the guys walking about with their taps off. Yeah, but summer, right? England get like a day of summer. 
Oh, well, you're gonna, well, you, so let's be honest, right? We all know if it's proper, proper driving around England, part, like three quarters of the game is going to be rain. Cause yeah, you might get the odd wind. And maybe if you're lucky, you might have a day or a track in the sun. If you're lucky, and it'll be like November, December, December time when it should actually be snowing. But you know, our seasons are messed up and this is England. This that is England. Um, <laughs> no, I just can't wait for the Liverpool Britain. track, right? Okay, <laughs> where you drive around, you park up oh, your car, God. you go into you a shop, it. you come back, and basically your car's sitting there with four bricks under its <laughs> wheels. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to uh, be so funny. Oh, no, like, honestly, like, these guys make great, great driving games. They're the best in the world at making driving games. This is why uh, Microsoft has acquired them. There's very other good driving games companies, just saying. Yeah, the simulation games, okay. For, we know you're working for Codemasters, forget about it. <laughs> right, um, but, you know, honestly, you know, I actually can't wait for this. You know, seeing no, a city no. that's so close to me, been represented and again that excites me and I'm sure the citizens of Australia last year could not wait to play Forza and I'm sure there's people all around the world that want to see what tracks and what roads Britain has to offer it's the probably Microsoft's biggest game coming out this year coming and it easily deserves the attention it's going to get because that was beautiful and I honestly like I, I wish AC Bongos was on stage just Talking about his reaction to it, because that man screams Forza. Absolutely <laughs> screams Forza. I think it's going to be brilliant, to be honest. I really do. I really want to, you know, take a look at the Forza. Yeah. But up next, Fable 4. I mean, sorry, Fallout, <laughs> uh, Fallout 76. Look at my hopes up. Please. I've had enough heartbreak. Why'd you do this, Microsoft? Well, Fallout 76 will be four times bigger than Fallout 4. There you go. So glad. Are you fall? I love Fallout. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take this one, right? Because Fallout for me is a game that I can just lose. Like the Elder Scrolls, like these Bethesda open world games, I can lose days to wondering about upgrading my character, exploring the world that they have created. And the the players are going to be coming out of Vault 76 to a world which is four times bigger than the already incredible Fallout 4. Now, later on tonight, um, we've got the Bethesda conference. We're probably going to hear a, a little bit more about this. We're recording this early, so we're not going to know too much about what this game entails other than the trailer. But from what you've seen so far, are you guys excited? Absolutely. I'm really yeah. excited for Fallout episode six. The fact that it's such a big map, and I need to, I need to know, like, what is this co-op that's going around? Like, I need to, is this happening? And I need to see it in action. I need, to, I need to see gameplay. I need to see gameplay. But I'm, I am incredibly excited. Now, I never really played the original Fallout, but I did play Fallout Four, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm so excited for Fallout seventy six to come out. I just wonder when it is. When it'll uh, be released, Matt, have you got your pit boy on? Absolutely, always. <laughs> Is anyone else just really surprised that they're having their own Skyrim for the pit boy? Uh, that's that's kind of what I was expecting. Is, is Skyrim, you know, Skyrim getting announced for another platform? Because <laughs> you know, oh, he's not on Skyrim. <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, this could be set in the mountains of West Virginia. And another thing about our Discord chat is, I sang that whole song the whole way through the trailer, 20 seconds in advance of Karina watching it on the trailer. And the whole time she was trying to tell me to F off. Yeah, for me to listen, I was excited and you were only singing West Virginia. Take me home, country road. So long, you, Ross. To the place. Reese isn't here to mute me. This is amazing. Well, this world, I hope the Bethesda are the best at building open world. This game is coming out this year. And I can't wait. But next up, Matt, I believe we have some ID at Xbox trailers uh, being announced. Want to give us a run through of some of the ID at Xbox games announced at this year's briefing? Sure, it's a pretty big list, I would say. Uh, so we had uh, Outer Wilds, After Party, Kingdom Two Crowns, Golf Club 2019. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide, which I think, uh, uh, Karina, you said you were kind of looking into a little bit. Yeah, um, I missed a few, a few events. Um, I, from what I saw, it looked, uh, very, very good. Uh, the only issue is it was very busy, like loads of people wanted to try yeah. out. So I definitely do want to look into that more. Um, however, you mentioned before, was it Ting- Kingdom? I want to say, is it Two Crowns, please? Yeah. Yeah, I, I played that at Res. And the interesting story about it is it's actually, um, wh- okay, so when I first played it, I was a bit like, what is this game? Okay, I was a bit like, ah, oh, okay, I'm not a big fan of it. However, I had played about 10 seconds. I died because I'd been stupid and not realised what the game was about. That was my own fault. I do this a lot. I skip a lot of things and should really read what you're supposed to read. And then I talked to the developer, uh, one of the developers. I really can't remember the name off the top of my head, so I'm so sorry and if he listens, hi. Um, but the game itself is really interesting because you can play co-op as well. So you could do it with mm. two people, and if you lose your crowns, then essentially you're, you die or game over. But what happens is, is you build your own little like armies in, in certain places and lands. But what I found out and learned is that every time you you play the game, like if you go to another land, your original base will deconstruct because obviously technically it's always been attacked. So you've got to keep going from one place to another, but then you've also got to transport back and make sure everyone's happy and make sure you've got like mm-hmm. an army, but also building them, but keeping resources for your later armies. And I, I think it's very, very good on how you've got to come back from one place to another and just keep an eye because, you know, you can easily get lost in a game and then next thing you know, you can go back to an old base and it's been absolutely destroyed. Um, but yeah, technically the whole thing about it is you and the other person you co-op with has a crown. So if you lose them, you die. But I really want to look into that more with, because I do a lot of Mixer, the controller, sharing the controller. Because it'd be cool if we could potentially, like, have, like, a viewer play the second person. Because I don't think it's co-op online. I think it's local co-op. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But it, it, honestly, it was very nice. The developers really nice. And I actually really want to uh, look into that game more. Um, but yeah, that's one. Sorry. We can continue. That's right. <laughs> so we've also got Fringe Wars, which looks like a really cool space shooter. Uh, there's also Below, Conqueror's yeah. Blade. Oh, Below. <laughs> I, I literally, okay, another game I tried out. I tried out Rest. I, I had basically, I had a line behind me that was uh, literally giving me the evils because I spent way too much time playing it. So I had to kind of put the controller down and slowly like be dragged away. 
uh, <laughs> by my friend because um, I, I'd spent too much time. It's it's one of those games where like you you don't actually know what you're doing. You're technically got to survive, but if you die. You've got to, you lose all your stuff, but if you get back to your own body, you can get your items again. But it's kind mm-hmm. of like a puzzle game a little bit. Um, like I say, I, I spent so much time, but I barely explored. And you can get lost. Like you can really get lost in the game in terms of you could be there for like hours on end and only do a tiny bit of it and not realize that, you know, several hours down the line, you, you know, you think you've been, you've been playing for like what, 15, 20 minutes and you realize it's been two hours. Yeah, uh, but no, it's very, very uh, stunning game as well. Um, but I'm really, really excited for that. Just because I'm a, a sucker for little like dungeon puzzle games, so that should be good. Cool. Uh, Conqueror's Blades, Walking Children of of Morda, Children of Morda. Uh, I think Raj- Children of Mordor. There, I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> Children That's of Mordor. Like, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> That's a dark Ring story, <laughs> dark, dark <laughs> story there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raj, Raji, Raj, uh, an ancient oh, epic. Raji, I, yeah. I, I've not played it. I looked into it a little bit because, funny enough, I, I'm doing a project at my course that actually is very similar to that. Um, but that really looks nice. Um, apparently, that's an old, technically, an old student, either a student project or a game jam that they've just been doing for a few years and made this really nice, um, like, uh, is it side scroll? I can't remember, but it looks really, I, I've not looked into it too much, but it, mm-hmm. um, it does look, it's very, uh, mystical based and, you know, you're all in these ruins and you've got to find out, like, the, the, like, ancient technology behind everything. And, uh, yeah, I definitely give that a look. Yeah. Uh, there's also, we've got Super Meat Boy Forever, Planet yeah. Alpha. That's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cuphead, the DLC, the delicious last course. Uh, tunic, which uh, is definitely definitely looks like a kind of like a Legend oh, of Zelda. Tunic. Um, I, I need that. I need yeah. that. It, Absolutely, like, yeah. It seems am, so. It seems like a very cute game. I'm uh, definitely gonna get that one. I mean, it's very. It looks very Zelda-esque. Now, I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of all the Zelda titles. I even brought my game back recently to play Wind Waker, and I, I'm so looking forward to Tunic. At first, I thought of like, I wondered if it's kind of like a Super Lucky's Tale kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. it's totally not. It's it looks so cute, uh, and the like the music, the art style, just everything just fit together so nicely. Uh, so yeah, I think that we can get that. Yeah, it's for a, sure. It's a modern take in Zelda. Like yeah. for me, this stood out from all the ID titles. Like you know, Ago probably listened to this at one point. You know, and and from all the trailers that they showed, this was the one game that I just turned around and went. Wow, I need to play this. This is, you know, like retro NES, NES, GameCube, Zelda, and a new format with a new story with what looks like fantastic bosses, fantastic combat. If they get this right, this could be an absolute groundbreaking game. Well, I know it's not groundbreaking in the sense where it's been done before, but it could mm. bring that style of game to a modern audience that are going to love it for the same reason all as old people love it. It's It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Session, which I think everybody was, thought was Skate 4. Uh, there's also Generation Zero, Sable, Bomber Crew, which actually looks like a lot of fun. Harold uh, Halibut, a uh, handmade adventure game uh then there's black desert the mmorpg islands of nye battle royale because you know there's not enough battle royale games out there 
<laughs> you know, back in my day, Battle Royale was just called Deathmatch, and it was included in every online shooter. Yeah, but you respawn in Deathmatch. So? Yeah, but that's the difference, isn't it? It's like, I'm a massive Counter-Strike player, and death means everything. That's the yeah. difference, isn't it? That's why people, it's like, for me, Battle Royale is the modern-day elimination or Counter-Strike or whatever, where your life is the difference between your team surviving or not. That's why I Battle guess. Royale is special. So I, I, I actually quite like to look at it. I like to look at it. Oh, fair. I mean, it looks good. It looks good. So, uh, we've also got the Wind Road, War Groove, Totem Teller, Dead Cells, and rounding up that list is Ashen. Ooh, Ashen. Karina, you've been looking forward to this one. Ashen? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've actually looked into Ashen too much. I feel like I have, though, but it's so bad that I can't remember. But, I, you know what? I need that tunic. <laughs> I don't, come, don't come out of the other titles I need that Zelda S tunic <laughs> fair enough Matt thank you for running through all the ID at Xbox programs or, or games coming out ID Xbox program games coming out in yeah. the next little while uh, next up was We Happy Few trailer is actually promising an August release now, the game launched, what, a year ago? In Something preview? Like um, so it's early access, what's well, a preview on Xbox One and PC. Um, the game, I, well, I'm just looking here, it launched in July 2016. So it's actually promoting, what, two years ago? Two years wow. ago we first got this, okay? Wow. Yeah. Now, a PS4 version of this game is also in the works. Gearbox set to publish, okay, following the Xbox One console release, but Microsoft bought Compulsion Games, which own this? How the hell is this working, guys? And are you <laughs> excited for We Happy Few? I was. I was excited for it. I mean, I bought I bought it in early access after the devs were on uh, were on the podcast. Yeah, right around that time. Yeah. And, um, like the game looks great, but then I found out it's a survival game and I hate survival games. I just, yeah, yeah, like you have to, you have to focus. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a, unless they've changed it, unless it's been changed since since it was early access. It's a mix. It's survival, it's RPG. It's even roguelike to some extent. You know what I mean? We have to go back and, and go through areas. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a mix of genres, I would like to say, but, I would, I would say it is quite survival focused. Yeah, I, I will give it that. At the time, yeah. bear in mind two years ago, how many games are coming out? But bear in mind this is also taking place in like a psychedelic version of 60s England. Oh, in fact, it's not even 60s, it's like World War Two, isn't it? In fact, Something that's like a good that. point. It's like an alternative future to World War Two. Imagine a game came out like that, an alternative version of World War Two. There's no other games like that, is there? I don't think so. No. I mean, it does have a bit of a Bioshock <laughs> like vibe dive. to it. <laughs> well, Battlefield, Battlefield V, what v? you about? It's V. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my god, Pe- people, please don't call it Battlefield V. It's, it's like when people go, "Oh, can we get GTO V?" Matt's the voiceover guy for Battlefield. <laughs> but, uh, Battlefield no, V. 
the thing is with Rehab Review is I, I really like the concept of it. I'm really curious. I still don't know like the ending as such and I want to know. I want to know what the storyline is. I want to know what's going on between this and why everyone's kind of freaking out but have to take this joy, which is obviously the, the drugs or the pill. But the thing is, I, I just couldn't get into it. I played the, I'm sure I played either a demo or early access. I played something, but I just, re- I just could not get into it. Looks interesting. And I feel like I should be enjoying it, but I just, I just couldn't get into it at all. So I think I'll give it a break. However, I'd be more than happy to watch people, uh, watch gameplays and stuff. I just Wait. think it's not for me. I can see the purchase element for Microsoft. Like, I can see why they've bought the developer, the developer have got something special going on with storytelling. Um, I, I just looked this up and it's a, a, a 1960s version of what have happened if World War II was different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes a lot more sense to me now. Um, but like the developer done quite well with the trailer, the, the storytelling, everything else. But like you, Karina, the game did not quite click with me. Um, I'm hoping that changes because I like the world they've built. I feel as if the more type of different worlds we build in games and and we're introduced to, the better it's going to be. So maybe this isn't the game for me, but maybe in the future the the purchase of compulsion games could could let us see something absolutely fantastic. But anyway, people are going to be able to decide on August 10th when this game fully releases, and that's going to be on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm. Mm-hmm. Next up, something Karina is very familiar with, and that is PUBG. Yes! A Sandhawk map is coming out this summer, but more importantly than that, they also teased a winter mode. Do you want to know what's nice map. to see? What? The, the trailer loaded in. Oh! Obviously, like, can they please just fix it? Because it, it's so depressing when I, I like fly in and everyone's like, oh, we're going to land at these buildings. I can't see a single building. I see, I just see desert or grass. I want it to load. Please just fix the game. However, oh my God, that winter looks so cool. I mean, we saw it for about two seconds, but oh, I'm so excited for a winter map. Wait, I think it's going to be beautiful. It's, so, I, we need that. We need that so badly. Karina and I were playing last night and she was slagging off the pants I had on. Basically, I had on um, cow pants, cow, cow, <laughs> cow pants. Um, but they're going to look really, really good in the snow. That's true. White oh, trousers. Did you get winter boots. Imagine if you could wear like full-on snow boots, winter jackets. I could be like a jacket potato. Could have like a puffer jacket on. At this point, I feel as if it's an Xbox One X game and nothing else. Yeah, I think that's it. Because I mean, at the moment, I'm using the OG, and I'm pretty sure my OG up on its life so I mean that doesn't help with PUBG but the, um, the, the yes I think it runs okay on Matt do you play PUBG uh, I've played PUBG I think three times and one was the ambassadors and I haven't reinstalled it since wow why not I'm not a fan of the mode or the like uh, why not? not a fan of like battle royale games and PUBG just in general I just uh, yeah just not not a real big fan so you mentioned earlier on that every game that came out had the death map, deathmatch mode, uh, in the nineties, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Unreal Tour and all the rest of it. The mm-hmm. war mode that they teased during the trailer, that is basically squad deathmatch. That is the yep. way to look at it. Um, that is already out in PC. I'm a little bit excited for that. Smaller teams, um, or less players on the map, smaller maps. 
is that going to change the the whole thing for you or no 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 so it's just no. PUBG you just don't like PUBG basically pretty much yeah okay Karina does <laughs> smaller amount of players make you more excited I'm still going to play PUBG whatever happens they could be like oh we're going to put the servers down and I still turn it on so <laughs> we we got a chicken dinner like two nights ago oh we did how good was that chicken dinner I no joke me okay so me and Russ play all the time but I mean I'm not like great I just panic shoot but honestly, that was the most coordinated game I have ever played, and we got the it, like it, it was just a, such a satisfying chicken dinner. See, this is this is why we play PUBG. Yeah, they hook exactly. you in. They just hook you in with the adrenaline. But no, I would, that's what I mean. They could do anything, and I still play PUBG. I still love it. I still, <laughs> I, I still get like addicted and angry when I die. Um, I am excited for this. As a, a previous Counter Strike player, I can see where the tactics c- could come in with a, a smaller map with a smaller amount of players um, where the gun you have is more important than necessarily your position, if that makes sense. Um, I suppose everything's important. I, I, I'm excited to see what happens with PUBG. Uh, also, it looked as if they were heading towards a 1.0 on Xbox. So that's a big thing. No, if they're interested in these modes and everything else, they might actually come out of preview this year. Here's mm-hmm. home. Because mm-hmm. if they can get the game up to standard uh, to a point where they can consider it a 1.0, it just depends on what they consider a 1.0 and what we consider as a 1.0. Get the game sorted. We love it. We want to play more of it. Apart from that, he can fuck it <laughs> off. But, you know... Well, I enjoy it. You enjoy it, Karina, and and I want to see PUBG do well with more modes, more way to plays, and a brand new map set in the snow. Think of all the songs I can sing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like Christmas. Don't tempt him. Next up, Tom Clancy's The Division 2 is going to launch next March. God, next, early next year is an amazing time for games. Mm-hmm. Um, this looked for me a lot like the first game, but in a new setting. That's all it felt like to me. There wasn't anything groundbreaking. It is annoying chat like Ubisoft like to do between their multiplayer oh games. Um, but it did have a very, very nice um, Air Force One shot down that we're shooting through. Guys, we excited for Division 2. I never played the first one. But now it's on Games Pass, so maybe I will. I don't know. I suck at shooting. We know it's just going to end badly. <laughs> so, Matt, did you play Division 1? No, I oh, don't have much. A, honestly. <laughs> no, no, no. See, I have a good excuse. I only have, I don't have very much time to play multiplayer games. So I don't, I don't really dive too much into games like, you know, the, like division that it's almost strictly a multiplayer. But like Karina, maybe now that it's on Game Pass, it might try. Right, so, you know, it's moving from a sort of bleak winter New York setting to Washington in the summer. And it's a bit like take back the capital. Like, is there anything more American than what you can imagine than take back the um the streets of the capital uh, of the country that they live in? Like, it did look exciting. They had some fantastic set pieces. Um, it looks a lot more division. Ubisoft have got a track record of making better sequels 
than the mm-hmm. original game. So I'll, I'm going to put a little bit of faith in them here. I'm going to say this game does look good. Knowing their track record and, and knowing what they've done, this this does actually seem quite exciting for me. And maybe the multiplayer squad shooter that I'm looking for on, on Xbox One X. <laughs> do, do, do. No like, one else I'm agrees. Like, I don't. I don't. I just not that bothered. Like I don't know. The division isn't for me. It isn't for me. It okay. looks nice. The UI looks really like very well put together, better than the first one. But I don't think it's for me. Okay, no problem. Well, uh, next up, I, I don't know how much you are, but uh, Devil May Cry Five was announced. Um, it's coming spring two thousand and nineteen. Uh, so it's Dante and Nero's next adventure. I'm not a huge Devil May Cry five, uh, Devil May Cry fan. It, it's a lot of hack and slash. It looks a lot of fun. It, it's a very much a specific genre. So I, I feel as if that's one that we probably don't need to go into as much, unless one of yous are absolutely raging at the bit to shout about it. The music was pretty cool, but oh. I'm not into the game. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> well, Xbox Games Pass is getting faster tech and new big games. So basically, the you can consider, I, I think everyone considers this being a Netflix-style game subscription service. And starting today, it's going to include some older big game, uh, big name games, including The Division, that we just mentioned, The Elder Scrolls Online, and that'll be the Tamriel Unlimited edition, so it won't include the new DLC. And Fallout 4 and Halo, the Master Chief Collection is going to be included. I think it's later in the year. Uh, but more importantly from that, they did announce that the what, $10 a month service is going to include all new games at launch for games made by Micro Studios. We did know that, but they reconfirmed the fact that uh, Forza Horizon 4, which hadn't previously been confirmed, uh, Crackdown 3, and there's other deals signed to include games like Ashen and, and Warhammer Vermitide 2. Now, I used to say that EA Access was the best deal, uh, deal, best deal in gaming. What do you think about this? Oh, I'm so glad. Like, this is what I love about Games Pass. The fact they're bringing out new releases straight on Games Pass. And not only that, I, I have a lot of people that I kind of like, Oh, so like kind of more the PlayStation side, but the amount of games that I've got them like playing because I'm like, just get it, just try it on Games Pass, try it on Games Pass, and they're loving it. And the fact that now Forza is on there, I've definitely played that. The Division, I might actually play the first one just because it's on Games Pass because who knows? I mean, PUBG's a shooter and I'm addicted to that, so who knows? But honestly, these are really good. I mean, full of, I mean, I've, I own Fallout 4. I, I kind of expected that to come on Games Pass. Did expect Fallout at some point, but get the scrolls. Eight pounds. Cool. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like ridiculous <laughs> for Bethesda games do not hold a value to single player games. But, um, <laughs> no, like, you're mentioning, oh, I like PUBG, so I'm quite like Division. Imagine you headshot someone and a 300 number popped above his head, but he still had 1200 to get down. Oh, okay. I might game rage. <laughs> 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 well, next up, uh, Black Desert gets an Xbox One beta later this year. So the action fantasy MMORPG, which has got millions of players, according to them, um, made its debut today during the, the conference. The 
characters were sort of shown to us. Is Black Desert something which excites you or not? It's been popular on PC for quite a while, but Xbox players are going to get a chance to join a beta, which begins in, I think it's August or September this year. That looks really cool. Mm-hmm. What is going on? But I really like it, and I've already like I'm already been trying to sign up to the for the beta. I really I really want to give that a go. Really looks nice. It's a beautiful yeah, looking game, yeah. It's a beautiful looking game. Like um, the, on PC in North America and Europe, it got three point four million players on PC. So this is not a small game, you know. This is uh, this is one of the larger ones. It'll be interesting to see if it can make the same impact on console as what it did on PC. Now, Shadow of the Tomb Raider took us back into the mystery world surrounding Lara Croft and the what's like Mayan? Would you say that's Mayan? What I she was looking at? Yeah, it looked more Mayan than anything to me because uh, she was sort of solving puzzles inside of a like, Mayan temple. Like this, come on, it's Lara Croft. This is going to be amazing. Let's face it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm already like wanting to put my pre-orders in. All I'm waiting for is them to announce a figurine. I have the last like giant statue, so that's the only reason why I haven't pre-ordered it already. I am so excited. I love the Tomb Raider series. Like Lara is just so badass. It's just it's yeah. I can't wait. I'm instantly getting that game. Wait, Square Enix have still got a conference to come. Uh, the game comes out uh, on all parts. I think it's PlayStation 4, Xbox One. I'm sure it's coming to PC as well uh, in September this year. So, you know, is this going to be the end of summer major game? Mm, they've got a lot to be against, though, haven't they? Because Lara Croft's coming out in September and there's so much coming out October, November. The only problem is, I've got Tomb Raider and I've got Spyro. Like, games need to chill out because I can't afford all these. <laughs> How am I supposed to afford all these? Mm. Matt, are you a Tomb Raider fan? Uh... Kind of, but I haven't really played too much of the games. I've whoa, got, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 Explain this. Are you just in Awara or like, you know, uh, like you I, mean? I played the, I played the original Tomb Raider ages okay. ago. And then, uh, I haven't really touched, touched Tomb Raider. I kind of, I fired up, uh, oh, what was the anniversary edition one? I just, there was one that came out not too long ago. Yeah, there was an anniversary. It was the, the, the Tomb Raider anniversary. It was in Games of Gold. So yeah. So it was like the yeah. original game sort of remastered type thing on 360. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of fired that one up and then ended up getting busy with other games and kind of forgot about it. So, Well, this for me is the pinnacle of gaming. Absolutely. Like, for me, it's a story which is told through a single character's eyes who you go on an emotional journey with and this is now the third game in that series like yes she is a mass murderer you know but this is <laughs> yeah, just, just a few people kill a few people it's alright yeah. <laughs> well, the, the first game is all about her taking her first kill and then she went on an absolute murderous rampage but you know like the cinematic moments in this are what make it. The gameplay is fantastic. You know, you're exploring, you're raiding tombs, as the game name suggests. But, you know, the mechanic itself is sound. They've got a great character. They've had a movie out this year. All that I can see is Square Enix are, are keep on doing what you're doing because I buy it. In fact, I think you can buy the Ultimate Edition early this year. 
Um, so you get a few days early. I will play through that game in the first two days it's out because they're always fantastic cinematic experiences, much like Uncharted on PS4. They have a good story. They are a little bit out there and it's a lot, a lot of fun. So I can't wait to find out what Lara does next. But next up, um, one that I know Bob Duck Weave was excited about and a game I cannot really get excited about myself is Dying Light 2. Folks, did you play Dying Light 1? Matt, I'm assuming not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Karina? No, because I'll probably poo my pants. <laughs> Can I say that? I have yeah. anyway. Yeah, but, well, you, uh, you have pooed well, them, or you have just I said mean, that? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I mean, if I played that game, I, I said very mild, but, but uh, yeah, I feel, although all the parkour, I mean, I feel like I just need to run around shouting and parkour, like, that's it, like, <laughs> that, that is the game in a nutshell, but uh, it looks pretty cool, I don't know, I, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like I'd be dead scared, because I suck at, like, Games like I mean, I only just coped with State of Decay, and that was pretty mild. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, it looks nice though. The the game looks great. Uh, I, Mirror I, Edge. Yeah, well, that's it. I loved Mirror Edge. Like I loved, loved, loved that world of faith and everything. And and I've got no idea why I could knock into the first game. But you know, we were in Discord chat and we were talking about it, and a lot of people were saying, "Well, you never played it in co-op. You need to play it in co-op. That's where the fun is." And the way that the developer talked about this, about how your decisions affect the civilization that you're now living in, really, really appealed to me. I like the fact that no matter what, you've got gloom in your life. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to bring water to all the poor people so all the rich people turn on you. Or, oh, I, I'm going to give all the water and start selling it in the black market so all the poor people turn on you. Um, no, no, it's like no matter what decision you make, you're going to have a struggle in this game. But the fact that the decisions make an impact, that is quite exciting. You know, like for me, a Mirror's Edge style games with zombies should be the perfect game for me. The, the one game that gets me excited. But the fact that I haven't spent that much time in the first game means I can't give it my full opinion yet. I actually plan over the summer to go and play through the first game in cooperative with a few of my friends so I can get ready for this because it, I really do want this to, to do well. Techland are a good developer. They really seem to have done well with the first game and, and I hope, I hope, really hope that they, they do well with this actually. Um, but time will tell. Um, Next one that I know Karina was massively excited for, and that's Fable 4. So first of all, uh, Playground Games got up on stage and announced Fable 4 for everyone. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that, that's what I'm going to dream of tonight. That's all I mm. dream of now until they actually announce it. It's, okay. it's them being up there and, and announcing it. And you know, better. No, oh my God, imagine. I get up there with them and I'm like, guys, guys, Fable 4. So and then, boom! This is a moment. Fable Four Albion, here's your doggo because you get amazing doggo. Kick the chicken because that's what happens. Here's Fable. <laughs> Why did they not do that? Okay. <laughs> Why did they not do that? <laughs> um, I've got no Probably idea. Ask Phil. Message Reese. Reese is at E three. Just point out Reese is not on this podcast right now because he's actually was sitting in the audience at the E three conference. 
So, you know, ask Reese. He might know. I'm okay. going to go tackle Phil and ask why. Why? <laughs> what happened to Fable 4? Yeah. Uh, I get trolled hard in the next announcement, okay? So, first of all, they have the Gears Omen on stage, okay? And then a Funko Pop sticks its head out. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, this is cute, this is fun, but it's not Gears. Then Rod Ferguson walks out and introduces Gears Tactics, which also looks fun, but it's still not Gears. Then, the moment I've been waiting for, Gears of War 5 gets announced, with which can only be described as an emotional trailer. What did you guys think? I loved how they did that. That They trolled absolutely everyone. Everyone was like, what is going on? Oh my god, Gears, Gears, wait, wait, why is the pop vinyls? And then they're like, why is someone coming on the stage for about pop vinyls? And then there we go, <laughs> Gears of War 5! So Gears and Halo <laughs> in the same conference? To say Microsoft have went all in with one conference would be an understatement. Matt, how many times did you cry during that trailer? Almost cried once. Almost but I did, cried it was once. Almost cried once. It, it was tough to keep it together, but uh, yeah. It's Gears, guys. What the hell is wrong with you? I haven't played the other one. Oh my god! I'm honestly, <laughs> I honestly hope, I, I honestly hope Fable Four is never announced. Honestly, I'm done. <laughs> honestly, hope Fable like that. <laughs> okay. Fable hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> so Gears Five has been announced, and I suppose I should really take this one, shouldn't I? You know what I mean? Considering everything else that's been going on. But for me, that was one of the most. It's it's a darker story. Is I know Gears is pretty dark as it is, but this was. I'm going to grab your heartstrings. I'm going to pull them out, and then I'm going to cut them with a lancer. That's <laughs> the only way that I could describe it. Uh, if you hadn't played Gears Four, there's a massive spoiler. And turn this off, you don't want to hear if you've not played Gears 4. But the locust symbol that was around uh, the neck of Kate made its reappearance. It seems to make a, a massive symbol considering her grandmother was symbolised as the locust queen. And of course, Marcus Phoenix and his son return alongside the rest of the Gears Awards squad. It seemed to be a lot more varied in its backgrounds compared to recent Gears of Wars. There's a lot more frozen stuff and jungles and the usual sort of like narrow little tight corridors with what sort of areas that you can stick your head behind just to, you know, get out of cover a little bit consider it's a cover-based shooter. Um, but Kate, to me, seemed to be the main character rather than JD, um, which is the opposite of what they've done in the last game. Um, and Dell made his return. Um, so... I'm wondering if they're going to do a split with Kate and Dell doing their story and JD and Marcus going off and doing their own story as well. Um, it showed some Malie weapons, which is quite new. But it's early days. It's early days to see about gear, gears, sorry. It, I'm, I'm excited. It's still, it's new gears. We knew it was going to come at one point. Gears is still one of my most favourite 
game series of all time. I literally cannot wait to to get a hold of this. Literally cannot wait to get a hold of this in 2020. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, I don't know if they actually announced. It actually said 2019. Sorry. Um, so hopefully that actually comes out next year. Hopefully that actually comes out next year because it looks, it does look good. It does look good. Uh, next up was, we've mentioned earlier on, was Microsoft has five new internal studios. Uh, I'm going to run through these. Uh, it's Initiative, which is in Santa Monica. Um, and it's headed up by Daryl Gallagher, who is at Crystal Dynamics of the Tomb Raider series. Um, and at the moment, they're just assembling talent. So we're going to see a lot more about that. Uh, Undead Labs, which is Seattle-based, which done the State of Decay series, are now officially joining the Microsoft team. Playground Games, Forza, and the yet unannounced Fable 4. Um, have, I was about to say, where's, where's Fable 4 Playground? <laughs> uh, have also came under the Microsoft umbrella. Uh, Ninja Theory. Okay, now this is a, a one that I did not expect. So they done most recently Hellblade, which is an absolute brilliant game. But to become a first party studio, that is a lot of faith in them. I, I'm interested to see what happens a lot with us. They, they done, oh god, back in the day, um, Kung Fu Chaos. If I remember back in the, the early like X, OG Xbox days, um, and they'd done the, they done a DMC game, they'd done a Devil May Cry game as well. So, you know, it's an interesting one to take, but out everything we sort of expected the rest, that was the one that stuck out. Uh, lastly, Compulsion Games, which you mentioned earlier on, which developed We Happy Few. Um, sure Gearbox are happy about that. But next up, Battletoads is coming back to Xbox One. The game. I'm so excited. The game that Karina famously cheated on is coming back to <laughs> Xbox she... One. I think you can, did a little bit. Just, no, can we just cover this, right? So, yeah, okay. I cheated with a bit of Photoshop, which actually wasn't me, but I just went along with it. Then I reclaimed myself. So, recently, a couple of months ago, I'm sure it was, we, we all had another go. And I'm pretty sure I beat you all fur and square. And we even had, I think, a- Apple, uh, another user. Uh, he tried to try and beat it as well. And I managed to beat me. And then I beat him again. And I beat you all. And this was legit. And I have VODs to prove it. So I am the world. I am the, like, best podcast coast, uh, t- coast? co-host <laughs> of the, of the turbo tunnel. T- oh, you know what I mean. The tunnel. And I am so excited for it. I really hope they bring it back. Is that, well, they have to. Why wouldn't they? I, I am ready. I am ready. As soon as that is launched, I am ready to to race whoever whoever is top. Watch that leaderboard. I will be at the top. Maybe. <laughs> 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 point is, um, so I, I've been doing a little bit on this. It's not developer rare. What? Um, no, it's it's not. No. Uh, oh, is it a side developer? Wait, so how would that work? It's Dahlia Studios. Ah, oh, okay. Okay, so this is interesting. A uh, uh, famous Rare game is being brought back by a different studio and we get no gameplay. And it is a new game as opposed to like a straight port of the 
original one, which was recently most played on Xbox One with uh, Rare Replay. Um, so, like, I know you're excited, Karina, but Matt, you're a, you're a, a Nintendo guy. You oh, liked, big time. Yeah, yeah, you loved stuff like Battletoads. I loved Toads, Battletoads, especially you, Battletoads and Double Dragon. Yeah, you must be excited for this. Absolutely. Oh, big time. So why? Yeah. Uh, it's just a fun beat-em-up. It's a fun beat-em-up game. And you're a giant toad. What's more awesome than that? Aside from Fable 4. Now, Karina, are you... I I know you are excited. So why why are you excited for more Battletoads? Bear in mind, this was released in 1991. What year were you born? Uh, I was minus... Three there. There you minus go. Two, Wait, come on. Three. <laughs> you know, what no, I mean, I actually really enjoyed. It. I did. I did play this. I did just play the tunnel, uh, turbo tunnel guys. I did. I did play the uh, normal, uh, normal game. I don't know what I did. I tired and been like, this is pretty cool, but I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but I think the thing is, I get so competitive. You give me a challenge, and I will just take it. And I think I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. The fact that we were trying to race each other. I want to do that. Someone race me on the new one. Post me a score and I'll beat it. <laughs> well, I had this in the NES, okay? Um, and I always remember it was like the Dark Souls of the NES. Not quite as bad as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but almost. Um, or Bart versus the Space Mutants. But, you know, it, it's, it's a classic title that characters that people love. People have been asking for it for three years now. It's maybe a year late to announce it. Does that make sense? Better late than never. Yeah, probably better late than never. Like, I feel as if the, the hype for Battletoads has maybe gone a little bit, but, you know, we have passed off to another studio who obviously they trust, and I'm hoping that this becomes a great game which shows a little bit of tribute to the original 1991 release. But next up, and the story was right at the end, Phil Spencer stepped up and said cyberpunk, or didn't say anything actually, should I say. Um, cyberpunk basically took over the stage and showed us a very CG trailer of the game that got me, frankly, how can I put this? Wet. What about you guys? <laughs> oh, Oh. oh, Ross. I'm just trying what? to get that image out of my head. No, I, I generally spilt my drink over myself. That's why I mean. Sure. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. Uh, this looks, this, uh, this look, looked pretty cool. Um, actually, on my, my pod, we were talking about this, I think it was two weeks ago. And that was actually the first I'd heard about it. But, uh, seeing this, it, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't mind a, a new cyberpunk. MMO type game be kind of fun. Wait, so the funny thing about this, right, is is one of the guys who we're streaming with or, or watching with at the time um, said, "Oh, they look like codes," and supposedly they were actually codes to The Witcher Three. Yeah, actually, Witcher in, Three game of the year. Yeah, yeah, in the trailer, um, which was quite interesting. But you know what? This is The Witcher Three is almost universally defined as the game of the gen- generation. And this is this developer's next game. Why can anyone not be excited about this? How can you can not? Can I just confirm something? You know them codes? 
I've yeah. been I've been searching. Someone's already found out it's a website. Um, they don't know the pass password. Has no, it no, 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 no. It, it, it was it was code for The Witcher Three. Oh, was it? I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. But I mean, you can go to a special website with them. Yeah, well, potentially, yeah, and maybe get codes for The Witcher Three. I don't know, but you oh, know, maybe it's free Witcher Three. Yeah, oh, that that's that free Witcher Three. Like Fable Four <laughs> confirmed, but yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> Like, the aesthetic for me looked right. You know, it had everything, it had a lot of violence, it had a fantastic world. It's exactly what I expect from a cyberpunk Blade Runner instilled universe. And although I want to see more, I did feel as if I had enough from that trailer to keep me intrigued for a very, very long time to see what they do. And you know what? Like, CD Projekt Red, go away. Take as long as you want. Go and make a great game. I do not care when you bring this out. I'm going to enjoy it regardless. Don't rush it. Just, just do what you want with it. Honestly, looks great. Do what you want. That's just a good point. I, I'd literally, I really hope because I think everyone will wait. Everyone, we've waited so long. What, what, you know, what's the difference? Another year or so. Don't go. Oh, we're going to release it this day and delay it. Just, just literally next E3. Just turn off and be like, ah, uh, it's out now. And watch the world go like every, the servers will crash because there'll be so many people buying the game there and then. <laughs> Looks stunning. Looks amazing. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Really excited to uh, with what's to come with that game. Well, guys, that is the end of the Microsoft conference. Karina never got her Fable Four, but no, I want to know. It's coming. Just watch. <laughs> when? Just watch. Why would they not announce it at E3? I'll, like, you know on. what? I'll I'll just I'll just make it happen. I'll just be like, ah, oh, guys, we're having fair before. Whatever anyone else says, yeah. there you go. Fair before. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how I'll make I'll make the game, but just give me just. Yeah. I don't know. Microsoft, give me loads of money before, and I'll make one. I don't know how. Sorted. There's your fair before. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing Karina's version of Fable 4. <laughs> oh but, my god, imagine that. Like, That's going to be so bad. <laughs> I, I, want your, I want your highs and lows from the conference. Matt, what was your absolute high from the conference? Uh, for me, was actually seeing... Uh, well, oh, Sorry, I just remember what you're not talking about, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my personal high was uh, the Tales of Vesperia okay. coming to Xbox One. Oh, I... I freaked out about that one. That was definitely my high. Uh, my low was that uh, Gears vinyl pop thing because, you know, we need another fabulous franchise that goes mobile. <laughs> For me, my low, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go you, Matt. I'm going to say the Gears pop vinyl. Uh, but the absolute high was Gears 5. For me, uh, uh, absolute feels trailer that got me right in the heartstrings and got me wanting to find out what happens next in the Gears universe. But anyway, that is our E3 special for the Party Chat podcast. Uh, Guys, thank you both so much for joining me tonight, straight after the conference. It's very late at night here. Uh, I know it's not for you, Matt. It's like, I don't know, two no, my kids are chomping at the bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's been a fantastic... I enjoyed the whole conference. I thought, actually, in my personal opinion, I think this has been Microsoft's strongest performance in years. They've done exactly what the fans wanted and showed us games, games, and games. But, for another week, 
Xbox, turn off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this. 